Hello and good morning. Welcome to According to Courtney. According to Courtney is your time to come sit with me every morning around 10 o'clock where we have a cup of tea and we refill your cup and have different conversations about different things. I'm Courtney and this morning we're picking up from our first topic from last week and having our first guest. Um, last week what we really talked about was what is the difference between a midwife and a doula and I talked on it a little bit but today, I thought the best way for you to really understand and encapsulate why a midwife is so important was to call a midwife. So today we have Miss Triana with us. Triana, welcome to the space. Yes, thank you so much, Courtney. Thanks for having me on here. Um, this is a really important topic, so I'm, I'm glad you have me on today. Thank you. I'm so glad to have you. So to have you in the in the space and to open you up with the audience, I want to start off with three questions just to get you grounded and so everyone knows who you are. Um, so the first question, I'm going to tell you the three and we'll go through them and why I'm asking you it. Uh, first, where are you from? And what I mean where you're from is where are your people from? How you got here? Two, what's your name? What is the origin of your name and why is it important to you? And then three, what are your intentions today and what information you want to share with our guests? Yes, uh, good questions. Um, so my name is Triana. I'm Triana Boggs. I'm the owner and um, motherland of Motherland Birthing and Wellness. It's a midwifery practice um, here in uh, Hillsboro and Polk County. Um, so I am originally from Kentucky. All my people are from Kentucky. We are kind of spread out all over now, but the roots are there. Um, and so I, I migrated here to Florida about nine years ago now um my husband he um went to usf started grad school there um so we just headed this way without any like real you know, family or any connections here um but it felt like home so florida's florida's becoming home for me i'm, I'm in plant city now um but you know definitely definitely going to be staying around this area but kentucky's home that's where all my people still are and they come visit me whenever they can um you know, the, the origin of my name is, is interesting. I asked my mom that same question. I'm like, where did my name come from? Like, where where did you come come up with this? Mm -hmm. And and I really don't know the answer. I can't. She's like, yeah, I just thought it was, I liked it. Um, I'm like, all right. <laughs> so there is no real big story. There's no, no rhyme or reason really to my name. But um, I like my name. So hopefully, you know, it's a thing. It's a cool um, name, so you know you have to ask, <laughs> gotta ask. Right, yeah. What is your name and why is it? I don't know. I like it though. Um, <laughs> and the other question, uh, my intentions, the intention here for me today is to spread the word about midwifery and the, the practice of midwives and what we do, um, why it's important to the community. Um, in the birth space, uh, midwifery was is definitely something that was um, traditionally in in the home. It was something that was uh, community-based and uh, it has it has since been kind of, we're, we're, I'm thinking we're gonna touch on a little bit. No, nope, it, it, you know, it, right on into it where I wanted yeah, to go. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was originally in the home. It was something that was um, passed on to us from generation to generation um, and it was, eventually institutionalized into hospital settings um, and, and the medical practice. And I think my intention today is to just speak on 
the importance of, of bringing it back to community and the importance of um, having a having community and tradition back in in this space um, mm. and invite others to to be open to um, that safety of of midwifery and why and why it it is still possible. I love um, it. Yeah. So, I love it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's that's a lot of amazing and heavy intentions to bring into the space. And we're here for all for it. And I want to actually go back into what you started talking about. And uh, could you give um, our audience a brief history of Black midwives in America? Because a lot of people really, they've heard of a midwife, but they're not sure what a midwife does and how do you guys show up in the space and that this isn't something new. Oh yeah. So midwifery is, is definitely not something new. Um, before, before black folks were enslaved, before we were brought here to the Americas, um, midwifery and, and a midwife were the, were the people in the community who, who, um, birthed those communities. Um, we were held to a standard of, of being able to, um, yeah, to, to be that person in the community to to birth the babies and to um, have that sense of security for, for folks and to call on us whenever the, the families needed something. So um, that changed a little bit once we were here in America and enslaved because um, we had that same um, job. You know, we were birthing the communities here in, in America, but we weren't doing it in the sense of um freedom and and community we were doing it as uh because we had to for for our enslaved our slave owners right mm -hmm. um so when we when we became free um some of those some of those traditions were taken away from us um i believe it was around the 1920s 30s or something around that time period where all of the um education and the traditions and all the things that we knew um were then taken from us by by white midwives um and then tried to be sold back to us um in the traditional midwifery education um and we were not allowed to go to these institutions where they were teaching us uh midwifery um, which we already we already knew we were the ones who taught them right but um, but they have now um, they institutionalized that education so um, black midwives were basically shunned out of out of being able to get the credentials um, to practice midwifery in the traditional sense in the hospitals um, and because it became nurse midwives in that role mm -hmm. So um, it, it took a while, but we we definitely um, have come back to this space. It's not something new, but we've we've come back to this space as um, licensed providers in in our states. Um, so in, in midwifery, the the way that I am um, certified as a as a certified nurse midwife, I had to um, become a nurse first. So. I am. Um, I've been a. I've been a NICU nurse for ten years, so I've been an RN for for a while now. Um, getting my education that way, and then joining the midwifery uh, realm 
in that space after I think 2019 is when I, I really, or 2018 is when I was like, you know what? I've been in this space in the NICU for quite some time and had my own, you know, birthing experience where it was, um, I had a lot of, a lot of trauma from my first birthing experience that kind of led me more into, you know what, we got to do something about these moms. we got to do something about the maternal um, morbidities and maternal mortalities, um, infant mortality. Um, so I, I found midwifery in that realm mm -hmm. um, because I, a lot of people join midwifery because they know a midwife or they knew a doula or they knew somebody, their, their family friends were born at home. And I, in Kentucky, where I'm from, I was like a midwife. I ain't never heard of that. What is that? Never heard of it. And but being a NICU nurse and and having my own birthing experience, I'm like, who are people? Like I know there has to be a way that we can that we do do something about this. And I found midwifery that way and was and have been glued to it ever since. Um, so, you know, started my midwifery journey in that way. Um, so yeah. In all, in a nutshell, midwifery um, started as a tradition. It started as something that we we known and passed down to one another for generations, um, and it has it has become something now to where it is um, regulated, and you you get certified in it. Um, it's very important. I think that regulation is something that we all should strive to do because then it it builds accountability for sure. Um, as you know what you're doing, because there are people who will say that they they are midwives and they mm -hmm. have no training at all. Um, so that's not safe either. Right. Um, you know, so there definitely should be something there. Um, but traditionally speaking, midwives came from the community. We were we taught one another. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, so. So I want to like some a couple of things and also the question we have and thank you for sharing that. Like a lot of people don't understand that the South was actually built by midwives and the midwives mm -hmm. were the ones that actually did control um, how many babies were coming in into the community. They actually did control abortions and they were working for the people of, of having though the plantations, they had to work on their slave owners, but they were really regulating the health of these women doing the best that they can with the traditions that they have. And as mm -hmm. you mentioned, it has changed over. That it has become so much more commercialized. As one of our viewers here, she wrote on here, I work for the community health center. And last year, the medical leadership team has started to look at hiring midwives. And I've mm -hmm. had a to speak with candidates. So it's like, yes, it started by us. And now we are seeing a resurgence. And you really touched on something that I think is um, important. You said that you were a certified nurse midwife. Could you share with people the different types of midwives that there are? Because you also touched on the midwives that are not certified and that are mm -hmm. out there. So can you go over with guests, what are the different types of midwives? Right. So each state has their own regulations as to um, who, which type of midwife is recognized in that state. But they are um, certified professional midwives. There are licensed midwives, um, nurse midwives. Um, so they're, they're licensed midwives and certified professional midwives are um, traditionally uh, taught in the, I, I believe it's um, like three years or so in the out of hospital setting. Mm -hmm. um, they don't have to be 
they don't have to be trained as nurses first, mm -hmm. um, but they are after getting so many hours and requirements in that space in the in the out of hospital space, they take the uh, an exam and um, and become licensed in that way. Mm -hmm. I believe there's is the NARM exam. Yes. Um, yep. So so that's that's one avenue of midwifery. Um, and I believe like the certified professional midwives and licensed midwives, um, a majority of the out of hospital birth midwives here in Florida are LMs, are licensed midwives and certified professional midwives. Man, do they, they know their stuff. Do they know their stuff if they're talking about out of hospital? Cause that's where they're trained, right? That's, that's all, that's the things that they know. That's the things they're comfortable with. So I, I love, I love working with the licensed midwives here. Um, the, Certified nurse midwife, which I am, um, and certified midwives, we are um, practicing as, um, so in, here in Florida, we are advanced practice registered nurses. We are um, APRNs, nurse um, practitioners. So I have been, all of my traditional training is in the hospital setting. Mm -hmm. um, so I went four years in undergrad to become a registered nurse. And then went on to get my master's degree in nursing um, from Frontier Nursing University. And then did all the education and requirements in the hospital setting, took the exam um, to become a certified nurse midwife. So um, most certified nurse midwives work in hospital-based practices, but they don't have to. Some, some work in um, home birth like me, some work in, you know, just uh, some do, don't do birth at all because as a certified nurse midwife, I can do women's health as well. Um, so from from menarche on to through menopause, through the end of life, I'm, I'm able to do that as well. So it's not just um, prenatal and postpartum care and birth. Um, so that's, that's, that's kind of the main difference is yeah. that um, as a CPM, as a licensed midwife, um, some of the roles that they, it's, it's more focused on the, um, prenatal postpartum period and birth and, uh, nurse midwives, we can focus more on the, the women's health aspect as in general. I love it. And I think that's so important that people know the different type of care that's out there. You can't have a mm -hmm. home birth. You and you can also have continuation care with your midwife. And yes. I love the the comment that's put in there. And I want to touch on that saying like the noticeable difference in the work of the passion with the patients. So, mm -hmm. what is one of the really great um, advantages of having a black black midwife versus having yeah. just regular OB? Right. Yeah. So OB care and midwifery care are a little bit different in that, you know, we still are focused on evidence based practice. We're still going to be doing the things that are um, are safe in your care. But I think that a lot of times midwives take that extra time to get to know the patient and have individualized client relationships. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, well, this protocol says we got to do this because you meet this checkbox like we as a black midwife, I'm not going to see you as just this checkbox. Um, and we're going to get to know you. I'm going to get to know you as a person um, right. and see like what is going on in your life that may contribute to your high blood pressure that you have in today or, or whatever the case may be. And not just say, oh, well, because you have high blood pressure today, 
we got to do this, 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 and this. We're going to have a discussion. We're going to talk about these things um, and, and, and see if we can come up with a collective like decision about your care together. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think that's, that's the biggest difference. Um, that time and that, like that personality, that personable piece that is, um, often missed with traditional like OB care. Absolutely. I, I have noticed with working with midwives and even with clientele, that's the main thing they say. It's like, wow, my midwife is so personable and they talk to me and they really take time with me. So I want to touch on a little bit basis because a lot of time people blur the lines of what mm -hmm. a midwife is and what a doula is. And from coming from a midwife who is also a nurse and been in the field, can you really help um, the audience go and distinctively say, okay, the roles. What do you do as a midwife versus what I do as a doula? Yes, very important. I mean, because the lines are blurred a lot of times and people don't, I mean, I get a lot of clients still to this day, they're like, oh, I thought I could just hire a doula and that would that would be it. Like, we are different. Um, yeah. I I 100% will, will like recommend that you get a doula as well but your doula is going to be somebody who is supportive of you uh, emotionally, um, physically, like can put hands on you throughout labor, early labor, throughout, you know, um, that, that time that you need somebody there to um, focus on your, you're kind of getting through that, that labor period. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and even postpartum, there's a lot of like postpartum doulas. There's a lot of things that uh, a doula can help with um, to help just be able to, uh you know physically emotionally and give you that education what a midwife is going to do is more clinical work so we are the ones who are going to be able to put hands on baby mm -hmm. to be able to um do your cervical exams do your blood pressure um make sure that your labor is progressing safely um all of the clinical things are going to be what a midwife does um, and, a, and a doula should not be doing. So if your doula says, um, yeah, I can come over and check your cervix and we'll call your, call your midwife when it's ready. That's not what a doula does. Absolutely. And I love what you said. It was really, and I love it. Like doulas put hands on mom, midwives put hands on baby. And I really like to push that. And I think that is so important. It's like, as the doula, we are here as the psychosocials, the emotional, the mental health. We're here to help with those parts of it. But that midwife, she's touching that baby. She's checking that baby. And that we also understand to keep those lines really separate. And especially, well, you know, as being a Black midwife, you guys have to deal with some different type of challenges than white midwives do. And so I want to ask you now, what are some of the challenges that come with being a Black midwife? Um, I mean, I can say for me personally, I had a lot of challenges as a student midwife. Mm -hmm. um, it was very difficult for me to, um, I, I felt like I had to always be above, right? Like most black folks, you feel like you have to, you have to prove yourself more. Um, there is definitely a lot more, um, you're in the spotlight, like they're waiting for you to make a mistake. And it's the same here in, in my space as a midwife. I've gone through midwifery school, passed the exam, did all the things I was supposed to do. And it's still like to this day, oh, what are, 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 what are you doing? Like, can you do this work? Should I, you know, it's, it's more like 
still in the spotlight of waiting for you to make that mistake. So I think it's um, it's definitely something that's it's a it's a bigger um, a bigger challenge with with fighting the <laughs> fighting the the white midwives and and the community as a whole to to prove yourself and prove that you're um, capable of this work when when we know like we just spoke on that we were doing <laughs> we were doing this work first we taught you this information but but you want to you know challenge my credentials right because, i feel like <laughs> people have to understand that you know the the building of guide ecological health was built off the backs of us and off enslaved people mm-hmm. they use them to learn gynecology. I never used the father of gynecology's name. Don't do that. You're a rapist and you harmed people and this is what you're done. And this is where the book of education on gynecology and how to birth, it was based off of this thought process and off mm-hmm. of these bodies. And I feel like a lot of people lose the fact of it's like, it was built in with a racist thought or we use implicit biases because it makes people feel better about how things are taught. So it's taught that we feel pain differently. We are above the the norm, however, but we're not intelligent. So to exactly. have that stigma in a space that we birthed, we birthed this nation, we birthed the South. You wouldn't be here without my people. And then to have to then always constantly be challenged. It's very difficult to be in these spaces as a midwife. I could imagine because as a, as a birth worker period, you're dealing with it, but to have that knowledge challenged a lot as a midwife, I could see being really overwhelming. What it are is, some, yeah. what are some ways that we help make sure that there are more black midwives? And what are some great ways that we help student midwives make it through their process so that they can be here in these in these black birthing spaces? Yeah, I think we have to be able to help one another um, by being preceptors because um, that makes a world of difference. Having somebody that you can look up to that looks like you, you can you feel comfortable asking questions to. Um, so anytime I have any like black students that reach out to me, I'm like, yes, bring on whoever, whatever you need, because we need more of us to be able to be in these safe spaces together. Um, I mean, Jenny Joseph, I mean, who has the only black accredited midwifery school is doing that work. Um, So for sure, um, being able to to attend an institution like hers that would be able to, um, you know, get more black midwives in this community, in these communities is is very important. Um, Also, just, um, I guess. You know, being able to support the the midwives who are actually doing this work now, and the, the the doulas who are doing this work now, being able to support us in a way that it's like, you know, spread the word and then and and pay us for the work that we're doing. Like that's important too. Um, so um, financially, you know, because white midwives most of the time don't have that that type of barrier to to starting practices and doing this work, and we do. Right. Like we and we do. So Absolutely. being able to support us in that way is important as well so that we can continue doing this work and we can have more people that we can train. Absolutely. So we have a comment right here. And I think this is really important because I don't see that we're doing this enough or that it has been out. Do you all do outreach in schools, middle and high school, especially in my 
you know, uh, minority schools. I am open and willing to, yes, I do love doing speaking engagements. If you ask and you call about what birth work is, I have had the pleasure of um, at Foundations, which is a local community organization here, speaking to high schoolers uh, that were graduating about what birth work is. And um, I think that it would be a beautiful thing to be able to put out there because you don't hear about what we do. And Mm -hmm. when schools are coming up, they're like, okay, you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer, you can be a police officer, but who's talking about, hey, you could be a midwife. And what is that like? Yeah, I think that would be so important. I did one for my daughter's school and preschool last year. And my daughter, my other daughter's third grade class. And it was, I mean, it was so interesting. And all the, you know, they were so excited about like, oh man, I didn't know anything about a midwife. And it's true. Like a lot of people still don't know what a midwife is. And to start young and be able to, you know, talk to these children and go to, and even into the high schools about like becoming a midwife so that they they know it's an option too. I think it would be really important. Um, I don't know how we can do that, you know, for a, a majority of the schools, but I think, you know, being able to go to at least a few in the communities would be helpful for sure. Well, we, we start right here. We are on a virtual platform and saying, hey, Hillsborough, Polk County, Pinellas County School Boards, reach out. Reach out to Triana. Reach out to Three Gens Birth Services. Come talk to us. Let us talk to your students. Mm-hmm. Ask, reach out to your Black midwives and your Black birth workers and say, hey, we're here. And I think that's part of us standing up because pe- I think people don't ask because they don't know what it is themselves. So it's about yeah having these types of conversations to educate and be like, hey, guess what? One, you don't have to birth like this. Two, you have options. Three, these are your options. Four, you can be part of the change. So mm-hmm. unless you know, like you really said, unless you were born into this work or you happen to know someone in this work, you don't know about it. Like myself, I was born by midwives and born from nurses who came from an era that they knew about this. My grandmother wanted to be a midwife, but the Gainesville School of Midwifery told her no, because she was a Black woman at that time. She became a nurse. So this was embedded into how I was raised. So I knew about this, and this was just very normal to my lifestyle and to my children's lifestyle. But most people have never even heard about this. So I think it's about us having these conversations and be able to come together to be able to say, hey, we out here. We out We're here. In. So yeah, would, for sure. I would be open to it, 100% open to it. If, you know, any schools that want to have me here as a guest, and I would love to be there. I love it. So for that, how do we find you? I know we have it over on the bottom parts so about who you are and what you are, but tell, let everyone know in this moment who you are, how do they find you, and what services you all offer. Yes. So Motherland Birthing and Wellness, um, you can find us on Facebook at Motherland Birthing. I think the and is just the and symbol uh, wellness. And then at an Instagram is Motherland Birthing and Wellness all spelled out. A-N-D. Um, my website is Motherland Birth, birth and Wellness dot com. Um, and then on that website, if you'd like to um schedule a free consultation. There's a 30 minute free consultation that you can schedule yourself for um, to talk about like what your uh, goals are in for, for labor and birth, what your goals are for home birth, or if you're wanting a hospital birth, it's my practice. We do, um, I provide services for 
um, home birth, as well as if you're planning a hospital birth, um, I can do your prenatal care and postpartum care, lactation support as well. Um, so all those are options. Um, I'm gonna be starting childbirth education uh, courses once a month. Um, and the location of that will be more to come on that. Um, but yes, monthly I'm gonna be doing a childbirth education as well. Um, you'll also find me in the community coming up soon. So I'm gonna be an NRP instructor. I'm working on becoming an NRP instructor. So I'm gonna be holding some classes for that as well. So that folks in the community who are doing out of hospital and need that NRP certification um, can get that as well. So I'll be more to come on that as well. But that's, awesome. I mean, I'm gonna be out here, girl. I'm, I'm out here, so. I love it. So for the audience who doesn't know, what is NRP certification? What is that? Yeah, so that's neonatal resuscitation. So anytime um, there's an infant born that is uh, compromised in some way, not breathing or having difficulty breathing, um, who comes out with, you know, maybe not a heart rate, NRP is what we use to uh, facilitate that uh, resuscitation. So um, we any birth that I go to, I'm going to have equipment to, to be able to do these things because not all births go according to plan. Like sometimes babies do need a little bit of resuscitation. So I carry oxygen. I carry um, a bag and mask and be able to to give the baby some breasts if the baby needs that. So, um, and, and all the things, if there's that emergency, I'm prepared for that. That is absolutely amazing. So we're at our midpoint right now. So we're going to go ahead and let them have a midpoint where they're going to tell us about the music of of the week and all of that and then we're going to catch up where we were right. yes indeed what's going on everybody um today we have our boy hakeem romance and let me see here i'm scrolling through everything <clears throat> this song is called right out so let's check it out man that's crazy oh, man. but you know you know, I see you, you know, doing your thing out here, man, working hard in these streets. You know, you, you just trying to pay your bills on time and make sure everything cool. I see you, but look, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, know, you know, let's go out for a little bit, you know what I mean? Matter of fact, let me tell you something, look like this, like, look, look, look. Can if you Solution to handle all your curves It's been a minute since somebody gave it to you Like this, hasn't it? Girl, I'ma take it down You know what I'm talking about So stop playing around and stay for a while now Just let it flow, babe, relax your nerves, babe Girl, you in good hands all day, baby I got you covered, the baby, there is no other Take a good look, do I sound right? Here to slay, how you put everything together, all the evidence burns away. You bust 
Listen, baby, on all levels, isn't she lovely? Come on, ride with me. Hakeem Romance would write out. And if you are an independent artist or a spoken word poet or even an up and coming comedian looking for some exposure, you can go to blastmusic247.com and register for free. But also, if you're a fan of music, just like that one from Hakeem Romance, you can listen to hundreds of songs for free by going to blastmusic247.com, register as a fan, and have access to all those songs. Blast, changing the industry one artist at a time. All right, back to y'all Thank you so much, Blast. We always encourage the baby making music, so we always keep it going. Baby making mm-hmm. music keeps us in business, honey, so keep it going. Keep it going. I was like jamming over there. Yes, we're always about it. I actually said on first, like on purpose, give us the baby making music because you know we got to keep the bills paid, keep the blessings mm-hmm. coming so we can keep doing this work. Exactly. So I want to slide into actually a conversation about, you know, what is it about having um, black and brown safe spaces for birth workers? How do you feel about that? Is that something that's important that we have? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, having uh, a safe space is so important to, to the well-being of, of families. Um, and even like the communities of, of those black birth workers to have the space to have with one another um is important as well like to have a 
to, to be able to do this work, we need that. Um, and so, and even in the families need to have that to, to feel safe in those spaces as well. Um, so absolutely. So it's definitely important to have those spaces for, for the community and for each other. Absolutely love it. And we have a question here. What was one of your most memorable birthing experiences in your career as a time as a CNM? Uh, most memorable. Let's see. I mean, there are several, um, but I, I would say the most memorable so far has been with a, uh, a VBAC client at home who wasn't given that opportunity um, to feel safe in, in the environment she was in in the hospital. Um, and she's like, I got to do something different. And we, we, we made that journey together. Um, and I was able to, to assist her um, to birth her baby at home safely in her own, own arms. So it was such a, it was such a beautiful experience. She had to work hard for that baby. She worked yeah. hard, but, but it, you know, it was such a, such a beautiful and positive experience and one that I will for sure um, never forget. So for the audience members who may not know what a VBAC is, can you explain to people what a VBAC birth is? Yes. Yes. So vaginal birth after cesarean. So um, a lot of people, um, C-section rates are all-time high, right? Like it's it's become a norm. Like people are like, oh yeah, I had a C-section and they, they blow it off like it's nothing. That is a major abdominal surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes done um, without a, a real solid reason for it. Um, so a lot of times uh, people are, are robbed of that experience of a vaginal birth and they are hoping that the next go around they are able to do a vaginal birth. Um, and, and the research shows that it for, for a majority of folks who, who meet certain criteria, it is safe to um, to do a vaginal birth after a C-section. Um, so in my practice, if you are, um, you know, we have a consultation and found that you are, you know, it's a safe situation for you, you are able to, to birth your baby at home um, after you've had a C-section. So I'm, I'm open to that as well. So I think that's really important because a lot of people don't understand that People think that C-sections are normal and that is something, an everyday thing to happen, especially in the black and brown community. A lot of people don't understand that your body can birth on its own and do get robbed of that experience for whatever reason. A lot of times because they don't have someone who's a really patient and in waiting with them because people forget birth is a business. And mm-hmm. in a hospital setting, they're going to treat birth as a business and not about what is necessarily best for the birthing person, but about how much money I can get out of your pockets. Mm-hmm. And we tend to have a higher C-section rate. So talking about VBACs and letting people know that is an option. You don't is have an option like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's- and it- and you're so right, Courtney. I think a lot of times it's because people they are not given that opportunity for time and that's and having the space and be able to get in a in a safe space in their own minds most of the time. It, it ends up being that they're in a hospital setting where it's like there's a lot of chaos in the hospital. There's a lot going on and people aren't able to get in that space for themselves where they feel um, they feel comfortable and their body is able to relax and release and do all the things it does naturally that it would do at home. Um, in, in a hospital setting, they're like, the time is ticking. You've been in this room too long. We having a baby now, or are we going back for a C-section, right? 
Um, and there's a lot of pressure with that. And, and at home, as long as everything is safe, every your baby sounds fine, your vitals are fine, all the things are, are aligning okay, we're gonna let you have that time, that space until your body is ready to have this baby. Absolutely. And we have a, um, a, a comment here too that you really love that the work that we both do and decide to advocate even more with your, your daughters in the circle. Do you work alone or work in a team? So I love to talk about this because when I started out as a doula, I was really blessed I did work in a team. I had a team with a midwife, a black midwife. There was a black photographer who also did lactation. So when we went into births, people got us because of that experience and people don't really understand what it's like to have a whole black birth birth working experience and how different that is from being in a hospital or even just and not to take away from white midwives but it's that experience of everyone in your team looks like you understands that it's cultural competent care and that what that's how that moves would you, um, would you like to kind of talk on that and your experience about do you work alone? Do you work in a team? How does that work for you? Mm-hmm. So that that is one of the missions and the visions of motherland birthing and wellness is that um, eventually my this is going to be a a, a practice of multidisciplinary um, uh, services. So I, I want to be able to have more midwives of color in my practice. I wanna be able to have lactation consultants, um, social work, mental health, um, and and have um, pri- even primary care to be able to, to focus on um, fathers and babies as well in this, in the collective practice, so that it can be like you're saying, like a whole team of us, mm-hmm. for us, for this community. Um, but for now, I am, you know, starting off this practice. I am a solo midwife in this practice. I'm working alone, um, but I do have uh, two birthing assistants, one in Polk County, um, Stephanie Lewis, and then I've got one in um, Hillsborough County right now, um, Andrea Vaughn. She's a student midwife as well. So, um, yeah, I've got, I've, got a, I've got a little team that's growing and, and hoping to grow, grow it a little bit more because there are, like you said, plenty of doulas out in the community too um, that I've referred to all the time for my clients. And like, I know this doula, go there, do this, uh, lactation, I, same thing. Um, so they're not in my team, but it, I definitely refer out for those folks all the time. And for your clientele and for people who are out there who are looking for a birthing experience, you can build your team. You can mm-hmm. and we do it all the time. It's like, you know what, I'm going to hire this midwife. I'm going to hire this doula and this lactation specialists that are all people of color so that we can come together and work together. And what you guys don't know is like when you have those types of opportunities, we all meet up. We all talk about it so that we're giving you the best care. Oh, you say you need this here in Orange County? Listen, there is Black midwives and Black doulas everywhere. Orange County, you guys have some rich great midwives over there. You have, you know, common sense birth over there. You have a lot of things over there, but yeah, we're, we're all over the place and we Mm -hmm. around. Um, so speaking of that, what areas do you all cover? Yes. So my, my practice services, Hillsborough, all of Hillsborough County and all of Polk County. So it's a, it's a pretty big, pretty big, um, area there. 
Um, so if you are in Hillsborough or Polk County, I am able to service you for uh, maternity care and also for a well woman um, and in services for women's health as well. So the question here that's coming up here, do you work with herbs, homeopathy, or alternative medicines for pregnancy and labor support? Um, so that is something that, like we were speaking about earlier, a lot of the certified professional midwives and licensed midwives have a lot of that experience and are are trained in those um, in that way. As a nurse midwife, we're trained more in traditional traditional medicine, right? So a lot of that is the things that I'm learning on my own and having to learn from other folks. And I'm and I'm definitely doing more of that. So I'm happy to, yeah, happy to grow in that way and and support you as best I can. And and I'm very open to it for sure. But I wouldn't say I'm an expert in it, but definitely something that I'm looking into to getting more um, exposure to. I love that honesty, like how I work in it. I work as an a space of a doula practicer. So a lot of times if you're looking more for more herbs and things like that, my answer is always go to your midwife first, work with mm -hmm. a herbalist who goes through those things. But as like a doula, I do, you know, different oils, what smells good to you during that to set the space of it. But as in, um, I cannot, as a doula, prescribe you anything that's out right. of my practice but um you have spoken a lot about us coming together and community and everything else let's talk about what are you doing in the community to actually have that happen yes so october 7th you guys um i'm going to be hosting an event i think the link is going to be linked in here in the in the in the chat box for you guys um it is going to be a community-wide event so I want to invite the community um, to come out to this event, to meet up with um, all of the BIPOC um, professionals in this in this community for things in the birth space. So we're going to have um, doulas, other midwives, lactation, mental health. Um, but also, uh, you know, outside of the birth space, it, there are going to be, you know, herbalists as well, chiropractors. Um, pelvic floor therapy, physical therapy, any and everything wellness, um, who, who are, if you are a BIPOC professional in that way, you are um, invited to come to this space. It's going to be in um, uh, Smudge Life Studio, which is kind of by Ebor in Tampa. Um, so definitely come out to this event. It's going to be on October 7th. It's going to be from 12 to 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So Come together. Community is so important just so that we all know each other um, as as professionals and we know what each other's services are, what we what we're doing in the community, but also for the uh, folks in the community to know who we are and what we're doing as well. So it's a great opportunity so so that people can to find find who you're looking for, the services that you're looking for all under one roof. Um, it's going to be great. I'm super excited. And for the um, for the viewers, what does BIPOC mean? <laughs> yeah. So uh, black indigenous person of color. There you go. Um, so yeah, any anybody who is uh, a person of color um, can come to this event. And we really want to like share and spotlight that because a lot of people always are like, but what about everybody? Is it for everybody? But however, there's a lot of times that that specialty practices are not talked about enough. And that you were in a space that you get to understand and see who's out there. So being, if you want a Hispanic chiropractor that's out there and you are looking for a black midwife and a BIPOC doula, that you're actually having this all in one room. And let's like give it out to Smudge Life over by Ebor City. That is black 
owned. We love them. And we're excited to highlight what we're doing. And with According to Courtney, that's a big deal. It's about we want to highlight the safe spaces that are out there and that you can have events in these spaces and what's there. You know, this is an opportunity. Also, community, come see us. Come meet us. You are pregnant. You're thinking about getting pregnant. If you're just black and you need a black therapist, come on out because we're hoping to have everyone in the space once so we can get to know each other so you can build the teams that you're looking for, that you can have that overall wellness that is needed because, you know, we out here and we, exactly. we need you just as much as you need us. You know, we all about doing blessings and blessing other people and to keep doing this work and holding these spaces. You are like the first person in a very long time to actually hold a space for BIPOC community, for Hillsborough Pinellas or anything. So we're also looking for other people who wants to hold space. Let us make this a regular thing that we can meet up, talk, and you get to know us and we get to know you. Absolutely. And and even like, I think there was a, a com- person in the comments from, from Orange County, like all of this area, right? Like if you are willing to make that drive out to this, you know, to, to Tampa, like this is an opportunity for you as well. Like this is something for, for this area, this community. Um, and hopefully the next event, if there's someone who wants to hold it a little bit closer to your area, like we are open to, to spreading this out. And, and so that we all know where everybody's at, you know, could be the, could be this, this surrounding area that needs some, a little bit more services. And we need to be able to highlight that and, and figure out where the gaps are, where we need to have more people. And so this is a good good opportunity to find that out. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of us do offer virtual services. So we can be in Orange County. They're all different types of services. So until you come out and meet us, you never know what we all offer. And so being in those spaces and doing this, what message would you instill to the next group of possible either the student midwives or, or black women or black people who want to become going to this midwifery care? What is something that they should know moving into this type of work? This work is hard work. I mean, you can do it. You can do it. That's, that's the message. You can do it. It's, but it's hard work. Don't act, don't, don't come into this work thinking that you are just doing it for the money or cause it ain't going to work out for you. If you win it, if you're in for it for just, I, I think this is a good way to make some money. Then you're not, it's not for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is, it's, it's from the heart um, for sure. You are like your family. You have to have a, you're going to have to have a family that's going to be there for you and be um, willing to accept that. Like you're going to have to leave spaces sometimes that um, because there are other people who are, who need you. Um, and I think that's the hardest part for families is, and I got two young kids, right? I got a six, a five-year-old and a nine-year-old. They're like, mommy, when are you coming back? You know, like they, it's, it's hard work. So mm-hmm. if you're, if you're not in a, in a space to be able to have that support for you and then maybe, you know, maybe wait a little bit, I think about it a little bit more because it does take a lot of, um, it takes a lot out of you. Um, uh, but it's, it is something that is so important. Um, and if you are passionate about this work, I encourage you to not give up on your journey because there will be hurdles. There will be some, some trying times. Um, and, and like I was talking about earlier, there are going to be folks that are 
going to push you and question you and make you feel like you cannot do this work, but you sure you can. And I want you to reach out to folks like me, like people who are going to encourage you um, to, to keep going. I think that's so important to put into the spaces. You can do this. It is hard work. This is definitely hard work. Birth work, period, is hard work. And you do mm-hmm. have to have the right tribe. But the, the starting part about it is to reach out. There's there's many of us out there. If you're looking for midwifery care and looking for some inspiration, you know, reach out to Triana, reach out to the local black and brown midwives out there. Because nine times out of 10, they're willing to talk to you because they all have a story. They all mm-hmm. have a story. And same with um, being a new doula. You may decide, hey, I want to help people. You don't know what it looks like. Reaching out, giving out those spaces, and also giving your flowers for these times and these consultations. You know, it's beautiful for someone to give you a 30-minute consultation. But, you know, we do this work out of heart work, so it's not at the money work. So donations and blessings are always beautiful to get when we're doing this type of work so we can continue on to mentor to the next ones. So that we're not having to charge our mentees so much, but we're getting it from the community to keep doing what traditional has always been given to us in the first place. Mm-hmm. So we're getting closer to the end of our times. And I wanted just to be like, thank you. Thank you for holding space and being in here. And again, people reach out to motherland birthing and wellness. You need a midwife. Triana's here. She's showing up for us. You know, you're needing a doula. Reach out to Three Gems Birth Services. We are here. We're showing space for each other. And look at what's out here. There's a lot of people are here. Thank you. We're so glad you could come and you enjoyed spending time with us in this space. You know, and, you know, we're going to keep doing this with, according to Courtney, bringing in great people and great spaces. You know, next week we're going to be talking on, you know, maternal morbidity and maternal joys and working with a therapist. And what does that look like? And what does that really mean? And how does that show up for us in the community? So again, I always want to hold you guys in space and tell you you're powerful. You're in, you're amazing and you and be enlightened. And we're so happy to have you and that these important, these conversations are important and we're going to keep having these conversations so that you leave with a cup full. Hopefully, Triana, your cup is full. My cup is definitely full of having this new information and you come in to share all of this with us. Yes. Thank you so, so much, Courtney. I, I appreciate it so much for you um, having me on the show. And I'm going to be joining in every Saturday, listening to uh, Courtney, because I love it. I'm so glad that you had this opportunity for me and for everybody to just, you know, have these spaces for, for these conversations. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so blessed to have these conversations. I want to keep having these conversations, different kind of com- conversations, because it's about the community. If you see, I want people to learn what's in your community. And if you don't have it, how do you reach it? How do you find it? How do you grab it? And if it's not near you, at least every Saturday, you could come grab your cup of of coffee, tea, or something stronger and have a moment with us and to learn something new so that you are having your cup filled for the rest of the week. So we're going to keep on doing this and keep supporting us. And thank you for all that you do because being a midwife is no joke. It is hard work. And we are here to honor you, honor what you do and be honored in these spaces. So just thank you so much. And thank you viewers for tuning in. Please like, share, subscribe, You know, we want everyone learning about According to Courtney. Why? And tell me what y'all want to talk about.
it's important. It's your community. What are the things that matter to you so we can have the right guests for it? And then also just have these open conversations. This is your forum. This is about you. This is about Black wellness, Black health, Black love, and Black community, and making sure you have those spaces. And the people who are not Black and brown, so you can have a taste of this is what's really going on. This is what the scope of practice, and maybe that opens up my scope of practice for cultural competency. So now I get to see through a lens of someone else. So I thank you. We are wrapping up soon. And, you know, thank you for being in these spaces with us until next time. Super excited to have you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, good man. I know you back there. We doing the things. Come come bring us home. (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a good evening. Let's say good afternoon, I should say. Like it's still brunch time now. Go have a little. We done hit things. Your cup is full. It's time for some Hennessy and orange juice. Go do some things right now and enjoy the rest of your day. No doubt. Goodbye, everyone. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. (laughs)